Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, Return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours of the night. You end their lives, they sleep, they are like grass that grows in the morning, in the morning it sprouts and grows, by evening it withers and dries up. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love, so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you have humbled us, for as many years as we have, been, have seen adversity. Let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. Amen. Well, this is our psalm, one of our psalms that is uh, chosen for uh, this day, uh, as if we go by what the uh, the Psalter, the, the lectionary of Psalms out of the Book of Common Prayer talks about. And this is Psalm 90, portions of it. I didn't read the, the whole thing. Um, but it's one that I think personally works specifically as a prayer for us at this time, uh, this day, especially with everything going on in the world between all the political discourse and strife that we have in this country, the pandemic or plague that, that's causing us to be afraid, um, the difficulties in Afghanistan, uh, the fears of, of so many things, the uncertainty of life, the, the worries that we have of the fleetingness of life, uh, all these things. It, it always comes back to me, this psalm, in part because it was a it was a song that we had when I was growing up in youth group. You have been a shelter, Lord, to every generation, to every generation. Here it says refuge, but shelter. This is place to, to um, give us safety. God being a place of safety for us, especially at a time in which we feel completely not safe, is something essential to our faith. But, but then saying that before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity, you are God. That's one of those things that we confess as God as creator. This idea that there is one who existed before time, before matter as we know it, before all these things. And if he existed before all those things, he will most definitely exist beyond those things. And so even as we see our own little worlds that we craft for ourselves crumble around us, God does not. God stands as this one who uh, is a strong foundation for his creation, a strong foundation for his people, a place that we can turn when we are, are feeling as though we have nothing left. And then it talks about the fleetingness of life. That he returns us to the dust, that, that we are like grass, which is a, it's a phrase that is used multiple times throughout the scriptures. And that should be the humbling thing for us. Most of our lives and quite the majority of our sin comes from our pride, of our assumptions that we are a god of some kind, that we have more power than we think we should. And here it's, it's saying, no, you're grass. In the morning you're here and tomorrow you're dried up and you're gone. And in part, that could tell us, well, we need to maybe try and make the most of, of what it is that God has called us to do here and now, 
but also not to waste time, waste moments, which can be a double-edged sword with things as far as the realization that we often do waste time. But also then the, the flip side of that is that we get obsessed with wasting time on anything. And we decide that one thing is a waste of time and the other is not. And so that everything has to have its tasks to try and fit instead of realizing that God gives us the moment to live in him. And then the psalm finishes up with begging God to do what it is that he always does. Satisfying us in the morning, turning and having compassion, giving a, filling us with joy that we might rejoice as many days as you have humbled us. This, this idea that God's work is to bring us low, that he might then exalt us through his grace and his mercy. So how do we teach that? How can we share that with younger generations? How can we help them to be humbled, to be brought low, but then also realize that it's also then God's work to raise us up, to exalt us through Christ, through his mercy, through his grace. How do we do that? How, how can you help in doing that? Not screaming at people or anything, but speaking of the reality of our mortality, but also the reality of our immortality that comes in Christ. That death does not have power over us anymore because Christ has defeated it. That's the call for us as the church. And so we beg that God would let his favor, his grace rest upon us, that he might establish the work of our hands, that we might be doing the work of God within what it is that he has called us to do. With that, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, God's mercies be upon you. May God be with you as you go throughout the remainder of this week. Prayers of compassion and mercy and healing uh, where those are needed. But at the same time, may we rejoice knowing of this God who is our God, our refuge and strength. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.